everybody will be bottom builder when the balls is heavy as weights. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 78 of Buckets of Duckets. I am your co-host, Chase Myers. I'm out here in Seattle. I love this show. Uh, it's my favorite show because uh, every week I get to talk to my best friend, who also is a hilarious comedian. Also, whoop your fucking ass. Uh, he's down in Louisiana. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one, Josh Watts. Good evening, shitheads. It's the genetic jackhammer of the Mohawk Meat Castle, a.k.a. me. This is episode 78. <laughs> That's 24 more than 34. And I'm happy as fuck to be here. Uh, I got a whole bunch of shit to tell you. Chase, I wore a pair of Reebok pumps to a show. And yes, I felt like I was walking six inches above everyone else that was you there. You were? I was floating were on floating. the ground this high above them. <laughs> Nobody fucked. People were looking at my shoes when I thought about, oh, God damn, looking at my shoes. And I tell them to stop. <laughs> That's enough. There. That's enough. There were no, there were no pairs of footsteps in the ground at all. It was just floating. God wouldn't even hold you. Just nothing was touching the ground. Nope. Just I was levitating. <laughs> yeah, I'm so fucking happy for you, man. You showed them on the last episode. I'm glad you sent me pictures of it. Like I, I know you, like you were feeling yourself, and you sent me pictures, and you should have been, bro. You look fucking fantastic. I couldn't dude. wait awesome. to tell. I couldn't wait to start the show. I was like trying to rush you through your intro. So I could talk about wearing a pair of goddamn Reebok pumps at a comedy show and how fucking cool that I felt. I've always Yo, just gotten is... out and like beat up Adidas or whatever I had. Like that just fucking bullshit, right? And I got out today <laughs> with... <laughs> and I got out the other day with fuck you Reebok pumps. I say fuck you Reebok pumps, even though I did just go on Reebok.com and just buy them off the website like a normal person. But who else? Who else has done? I ain't I'm not you, seeing you Reebok punks out there. You bought them? First thing I said when I got on stage was, I just want everybody to know I'm wearing my dream shoes. And people, like, nodded like they had seen me wearing those shoes and knew I had to address it. Yeah. People knew. That's, that's a fun thing about being a, a sneaker dude is uh, just the compliment. So I was wearing, <laughs> I was actually wearing these right here, right here behind me. I was wearing mm-hmm. these, uh, the 12 playoffs. I think I showed these on the show. I you like did. how our show is becoming us showing each other our sneakers every week. I, I'm fucking loving this direction. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was in Oklahoma City this weekend. I'll talk about that later on the show. And uh, I, I the club was close enough to the hotel uh, to where I would walk to the club every day for the show. And uh, there's another hotel on the way there, and they had a valet. And uh, I walked by the first day, and the valet people all were getting like, oh, shit, bro, those fucking great, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so I made sure each day I walked by. <laughs> I walked by each time to get that love every time. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, why would you pay $300 or $400 for a pair of shoes if you don't want that kind of look? That's what I'm I want to be seen. Yeah, you got to look. Seen. You got to look. Right? I had such a good set. <laughs> God damn. Fucking fuck. <laughs> fucking goddamn. All right, why you handle that? Uh, podcast people, five stars. We love you. The whole thing. You're our favorites. Just give us a review. Uh, YouTube people, we like you too. You're also our favorites. Don't listen to what the podcast people tell you. Uh, YouTube people, you're our They're favorites. Fucking pusses. Uh, <laughs> fucking pusses over there listening to our podcast on plat on podcast platforms. Uh, go ahead, uh, subscribe, tell a friend, all the stuff. Leave a comment. Uh, you know how it is. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, and I hate to admit it, but sometimes just like a real hard fucking pussies is so funny i don't know why that's so funny just sometimes that just hits right i don't know 
Well, it's because you leave, like, it's, it's in two words, you, like, leave it all on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, you say, like, there's not, there's not a need for anything else to be said when you call somebody a fucking pussy. Like, no follow-up. I understand all the passion that you had behind it. It meant something. Okay? I got it. No, I I don't have any follow-up questions. And things happen after, after fucking pussy. Okay? That's for sure. Oh, you God. either find out you about to find out if the person you're talking to actually is a fucking pussy like that. <laughs> oh, I got asked so many times uh, at the show if people were, if I was worried about people coming on stage and trying to fight me. And like yeah. that's the funny thing to say to a comedian now in Lafayette. I I was really proud uh, for all my shows. I didn't the host of uh, the host of one of the shows. He mentioned it on the first show. And everybody kind of did like a oh thing. And then, uh, but then he didn't mention it. Me or the uh, headliner didn't mention it uh, the whole weekend. So I was really glad I stayed away from it. Uh, but yeah, so, but you were just getting it. They were just lighting you up. They asked me, like people, it was like a funny thing to ask. They thought it was funny to ask the comedians. And then somebody said something, like one of the comedians got yelled. Somebody yelled, keep my wife's name out your mouth when he told a Kim Kardashian joke or something. No. And, uh, stop it, everybody. Everybody stop it. Uh, I'll put a picture in here of uh, a guy started to say something during my set, and there's a perfect picture of me stopping in the middle of what I was doing and looking at him, and then he stopped what he was saying because uh, it, it wasn't. And then I roasted him for a minute or two, and then we went about our comedy business. That's how that works. Don't come, up, don't come at me talking. You know what I told that dude, Chase? Which dumb? Chase. This dude was yelling at me. I he was trying to be funny, but he told me uh, he had a workout motto too, and. Uh, Chase, he was just a little dumpy weakling. And I said, I know your motto. It's a sad, uh, a dad bod is a sad bod. Now sit down and shut up. From and the stage? I, that was a from the stage yep. moment? And I just did nice. like this and waited for everybody to suck my dick. Everybody in the crowd had to. They knew it. They knew they, they had to. They got in a line. They got yeah. all got in a line. They People just ran up on stage. Just and waited patiently. Going, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> give me your dick. Ooh, give me your dick. God damn. Not, not gonna lie, it felt really good because there's been times where I've gotten heckled and just completely got my feelings hurt. Like, didn't even fire back, just been like, oh, fuck. Oh, bro, come on. Do, like, do you remember the guy in Covington? We were doing Corey Mack's show thing? years ago, 2013, years ago, and he told me I had uh, titty sweat. I had sweat under my titties or something. Mm-hmm. And, and he was right, and it just hurt. It didn't... <laughs> it was, there was nothing. There was nothing. I just fucking... <sighs> Man, <laughs> like, it just hurt my feelings. Josh just started putting paper towels under his tits after that. Just... It's a genetic, it's a gene thing, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you know how some comics will have like, uh, they'll have the towel in their back pocket to yeah. have their forehead where you were just like, you were just dabbing your titties every, <laughs> every couple jokes. Getting <laughs> hot uh, up here. But I did roast that dude. Uh, he came up to me after and asked to take a picture with me, so he wasn't too mad. He tried to flex in a picture, and I told him, don't. <laughs> I don't do that. He you got in the picture with me, and I put my arm up, and he went to put his up, and I said, you know what? You don't want to do that. Come on. Nah, bro. You're going to look real bad. Do you, want, do you want a picture of you being the second strongest person in this picture? Is that what you want? Of two? Of two people? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's you know, good. proof. You know, proof that you're not stronger? I don't know me. if we got through the intro or not, because I've been so excited to tell you I wore pumps and roasted a dude that I don't know if we finished that you got to like and I mean, subscribe and all that. No, we did that. I don't, okay. Did you do math? I don't know if we did math. Ah, but we did, I, is, while, you, while you were coughing, we handled those people subscribing. That's stuff. what it was. Yeah. I was coughing. Uh, for the podcast people, 
Um, oh, we did, you know what? We did this. No, no, <laughs> so no. I, talk- I was gonna tell the podcast people an apology, but now I'm not gonna. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was gonna. No, I'm not. That's just, it. What did they do? I didn't yeah. see what they did. My bad. I didn't. Podcast, but come on. Josh was finally ready to throw out a goddamn olive branch, and there you go. And y'all fucked up. Y'all fucked, fucked up. up. I had finally gotten to fucking like you people, and there, there it is. God damn it. Now it's uh, going to take another couple fuck. episodes before I can convince Josh that the people that listen to our podcast on a podcast are worthy. <laughs> fuck. So the show we did was at the Blue Moon Saloon in Lafayette. I like some um, of that. I don't think you've done the show How there. many? No, I definitely haven't. Not in Lafayette, I haven't. Um, what We had a Blue Moon in Baton Rouge, right? Yeah, this Spanish is like moon. a... We had a Spanish moon. Spanish moon, and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Uh, this was... Uh, yeah, the Spanish moon was the... the I mean, 30, shit. Stage is 30 <laughs> feet off the ground. Nobody in the room can hear you because it's 30 feet in the air. There's just pictures of Ron Swanson paintings on the wall. It was a weird <laughs> and there's, place. There's four chairs in front and everybody <laughs> just stands in the back wall as far away as possible. And the stage for real is like 30 feet in the air. It's the craziest thing. I hate the tall stage, bro. I, I don't like... I, some, some comics like it. I'd rather be lower. I'd rather be able to like... I mean, I, I still want to be somewhat I, I above be you, above, but I don't want to... Yeah. I but I don't want to be so high above you. Like my your feet are like feet like you're three feet above everybody else. Like yeah. where your feet start, if that makes sense. I, you know. I need at least your eyes to be shoe level because I've got pumps now, and I need absolutely. <laughs> so the stage is not. Then what the fuck are we doing? Uh, it's a it's like a bed and breakfast, like a Cajun speaking. I don't know. Uh, but it's it's a real cool. Cajun there's like speaking a, breakfast place. <laughs> there's like a bed and breakfast, but there's like a it's like a tourist thing because it's a an original Cajun. I don't know. There's a sign. Uh, I'll look it up. I'll look like it up a, I think it's one of the, like it's a it's a tourist attraction because it's uh uh old Cajun or Cajun speaking bread and breakfast, but it's also attached. It's like a house that they built this big ass uh pavilion bar off of that's. It's really nice. There's an outside pavilion and there's one that's inside and it's uh it's a real cool place. They did the uh, Lafayette did some festival there that we've performed at once or twice, the Mud Shack uh, some festival. I don't think was. I did that. I, I think you might have already been gone by the time they were doing those. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't think I did a Lafayette thing. Lafayette was like um you know, it, it was like starting to be hot but like i i hadn't i hadn't really I forget done that stuff you've been for like, that long this long yeah I, I wasn't uh i wasn't there for like when jason like really took over you know yeah. like I, I was there for whenever he like first started like when he had segura out for that first show mm-hmm. and like I, I went to go see canane at one of the shows and stuff but then i was gone not much longer after that so i didn't really see like the new venues uh, this wasn't jason uh it was magnolia shed fest it was Joey Thibodeau. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely didn't do that. Yeah, uh, Joey Thibodeau set Shed it up. Fest. That's just what it was called. It was on. It was in like a. Uh, it was in the Blue Moon Saloons, and then at the picture of Charles Thomas, I'll put it right here. The picture of Charles Thomas, the train, train thing. That was yeah. at the day. It was like multiple shows, and one of the shows during the day was the one where the train rode past him. Ex- our friend, explain it for, yeah. our friend Charles Thomas Verdreen, uh, who's just one of the sweetest humans in the world was uh, on stage telling jokes and there's train tracks behind him and in the middle of the day at this festival with I don't know 75 people listening to him a train just rides right behind him and he I could not have timed the pictures better if I tried I got him talking then the train him dropping his mic and looking over his shoulder 
And then he's just like, because <laughs> he had to wait for like seven minutes for a train to rope. He just stood on stage while a train. I mean, and it was like a long, yeah. Long train. I I, uh, uh, I used to I used to date a girl that lived right next to the train track, and the train would just go off uh, all throughout the night and stuff. It would just like trains would just be passing through. And I did a bit about it one time on stage. Uh, about how arrogant trains are and how they got to announce themselves and everybody, oh, I'm the train. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at the train, right? And uh, and I did it. I did it like once and it killed the very first time I did it. And then it never worked for like the next four or five times <laughs> I did it. I couldn't get it to work. And so now uh, it has just been a rotating thing of whenever I do shows that have trains and that happens I just jump into that bit and everybody thinks I'm the, they think I'm the spontaneous genius, <laughs> but really, really you seven years ago. Yeah. Really seven years ago. <laughs> I tried it once and, uh, but yeah, I, I've had it happen like two or three times since then. And I'll jump into my trains are arrogant bit and it kills. <laughs> every time. I mean, yeah, <laughs> this spontaneous genius here to dropping this on us. Whoa. Oh. It's like he started doing that bit before the, Fucking train even passed. That was crazy. It's like the train brought in the idea. <laughs> so nice of you, train. The uh, Shed Festival. That that's interesting. I would have loved if they had just been having like you it know, was. Just, you see a bunch of sheds. The, I I have no idea why it was called that. Um, but it was like every every weirdo in Lafayette that makes rock jewelry or you know tin can. Oh, a lot canes. of crystals. A lot of crystals. A whole there. lot of booths of just whatever. And kids, during the daytime, there was kids running around at the festival because there's art stuff, and they didn't hide them from the stage. So I'm just up there telling my dirty, my dirty, uh, my dirty X-rated material to children. So it that's was, their it, fault. <laughs> I still never got my shirt for that, um, but it was in the same place. That's all. Gotcha. All of that was to say this was in the same place, and John Merrifield ran this show. Uh. I was we gen- bitched about him on the show before. A lot. I was genuinely yeah. happy to see him, and then, uh, and then that went away. Re- that went away so fast. It went away so fast, Chase. So John Merrifield is uh, for those of y'all that don't. Me and Josh are always referencing people in our lives. Like you guys are just you should know. With us. Why don't you know? Uh, why don't you know all of our friends? Uh, John Merrifield is the guy that made the Antifa events uh, in Lafayette. And had all the cops come out, and then now they're suing him because they fell for his joke. Uh, that a we Facebook about event episode, about but... Antifa attacking the cops or something. Yeah, yeah. Antifa's going to be at the mall at seven o'clock, and the cops were like, <laughs> the cops thought clearly were like, oh, well, look how dumb they are. They're just going to make really an event that. for it, and then so all the fucking cops showed all up. Of them. All, all of them. them. All like of them. All of Lafayette. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because John Merrifield made an Antifa event. Uh, and then he's also, me and Josh complain about him every time his name comes up because we hold grudges and, Forever. uh, on Chase and Josh talk, the first version of this podcast years ago, we had Merrifield on, we used to have guests on the show, uh, and Merrifield is one of the he's reasons the reason we, do not we don't, he's anymore. the reason we don't, <laughs> uh, because and I think we said this pretty recently, but just, you know, for those of you Fuck him again. He, Tell it again. Fuck him. Fuck, <laughs> fuck there's nothing that I love more than fucking John Merrifield again, bro. So this motherfucker got on our podcast and kept saying Josh's uh, address over and over again. Just ha ha ha. You guys are going to have to edit it. And we said, fuck you. And we never yeah, put we it just, out. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, so that that's who this know. guy is. That's a real dumb. That's a real dumb statement. 
stance to take on this. Like, your prank on me is that you think I'm going to voluntarily do a whole bunch of work is crazy. No. <laughs> you know what the prank is? The prank is I'm just not going to do it. How about that? How about, How about that? that? Ha, ha, ha. We're all <laughs> laughing now. <laughs> he, uh, he brought people on. So stage. he was running the show. This was his show. It was his show. The was... Antifa motherfucker was Cajun, running the show. He runs some Cajun meme page or some fucking bullshit. Nonsense. <laughs> and he... Uh... <laughs> He had all these fucking weirdos out at this show. Uh, it was a good show. It was like one of those shows where after I performed, I had a, like a, a whole bunch of new Twitter followers and Facebook requests and stuff. So nice. That was that's always a good sign. Um, but he would get up and he made people read cards that he had with jokes on. Then he would be shocked at what they said. And uh, I did that. My the first year I did comedy, I asked everybody to roast me for my on my birthday at Kate Street. And then pretended like the open mic they had at Kate Street was a party from like a show for me. I invited everybody, and I was like, "Oh, look at this! This regular, it's a regular open mic on Tuesdays, but not not this Tuesday. This time, it's my birthday party. That's why everybody's here." And then if you ask people to roast you, you're just gonna get up and be like, "Hey, this fat sack of shit's not funny, and I hate him." <laughs> and then that was yeah. it. Yeah, that's another situation where your feelings get hurt. That's exactly yeah. what happens there. And then I, I have it. never, <laughs> I have never done a roast, okay? Because I, first off, you ain't just gonna say that shit about me. I don't care. Like, that's why I don't I've, do them. That right there. That's why. I, I've been, I've been running Will Smith down for two weeks, but nah, bro, you ain't about to do that to me either. Uh, and also, I'm just, I don't think that way. We could be mean on this show, but we're usually like kind of there's somewhat of a wink to it or whatever but yeah. i don't i don't care I, I, I don't naturally like my comedy's not mean naturally you know what no. i'm saying like, we've talked about uh, this before uh i've talked to it with michelle about it i've got i have been asked to do roast shows a lot and i think it's just oh no people, i can't hear you what happened oh i think people want to roast me can you not can you still okay not i got me? you now right. i can hear I, you now i think people just want to roast me so they uh, asked me to do the roast <laughs> Uh, I don't like. They remember we people used to always ask me and you. They wanted us to roast each other. People ask me and Travis. Me and Travis have the same policy. We're like, well, no, people ask me it. and you first. I, you're right. You're very right, Travis. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I remember. Fuck you, I remember. Travis. I, I remember Travis all the time. Right now, you six foot nine dick. How about that? Huh? How big are the balls on a six foot nine dick? You dick. <laughs> this isn't Dude, the funniest drawing back. I've ever seen in my life. He'll never come back. Jesus Christ. What'd you I, do I'm that in career? <laughs> I, know, yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't like doing roast because comedy's supposed to be fun. And it's not fun if you're I don't know. I don't like it. I also just like the uh the one thing that I, I have that people have almost got me on is when they do like character roast. Like mm. that I could I could like it was like we're all gonna roast Spider Man. And yeah. Like yeah, okay, that that seems fun. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. Also, there's a lot of stuff about Spider Man that I would know, and mm -hmm. that the crowd would also know, and that that way that it works. You know what I'm saying? But whenever it's just uh, two people that the crowd doesn't really know, you can kind of only roast what they look like and what they're wearing right then. Because if you yeah. get too like you know like if it's like too insidey or too much about their life, like the crowd doesn't know Do about remember, those type of things. Or here we go again with people in our lives that you should know. Uh, there was a comedian, a guy out here that did comedy that called himself Mind Drug. And, oh, yeah, uh, of course. Mind Drug retired from the one open mic he did like eight times. And it was always like, it's my retirement from comedy. And it was Every like show a, is his retirement show. It was like a big show. deal. And he would always have a roast for his retirement. He would ask people to roast him. 
And Mindrug was such a deeply weird person. And nobody in the crowd knew him. So you couldn't say anything except like, look at how dumb you look. Look at your stupid face. <laughs> or like, it couldn't, but he would do it like every three months. He's retiring from comedy and he wanted to roast. And it was just like, look at how tall you are, idiot. Because <laughs> the crowd Look at that bright ass shirt. No man, that shirt's him. so bright. I put on sunglasses around you, mind drug, because you just you, you dumb and you, your shirt's bright. Is <laughs> that a joke? Anybody like that? I joke? need a drug to laugh at your jokes, right? Huh? Huh? That's something. Maybe I will do it. Huh? Maybe you know what? Maybe we'll fucking call mind drug up. Let's fucking <laughs> put him. Let's put him in his place right quick. We'll put- <laughs> That's how I'm gonna do, Rose. I'm just gonna call people and tell them <laughs> over the phone or straight to their face. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you really do a roast it was a roast fun fucking show though um other than john running it it was fun uh we <laughs> there's a girl there a woman there that uh makes tacos and it was like a taco truck. <laughs> okay all right yep chase no, no no you think i'm just gonna tell you that these i had these tacos and that's it chase these are the best fucking tacos i've ever put into my face it was did you bring them up on stage with you uh no because i because that's a thing you do sometimes i I have been known to bring food on stage um bro you got when when you're in a bulk phase you gotta eat i don't know you gotta get my protein in what the fuck (laughs) he'll never let it go i got stone drunk versus sober uh every uh, you comedians go up in pairs and perform drunk stoned or sober then at the end they bring them up to decide who wins the crowd votes and they brought me up after a stone show where I fucking killed it. And I had hamburgers in my hand because I was stolen and the show was over. So I was eating. And I had them on stage while they voted on me. And Chase is, ne- is not ever going to let it go or forgive me for it ever. He, you know what he told me? You can't see it because it's in the chat. But he just wrote in the chat right here in the group in the Zoom chat. He said, Travis never ate on stage is what he just put in this fucking message. <laughs> I don't understand why he would say that. But hey, all right. Bye. Why you gotta out? Why, why you gotta out all the ways I fuck with you, bro? <laughs> now everybody's gonna see how manipulative I am. Now she would take like she took this little white ball out of a bowl and threw it on the ground and started rolling around with a cup. And I was like, I don't understand how this is tacos. I don't. How is this gonna be a taco? You show me how this is gonna be. I paid for tacos. I want uh, your fucking play doh. She made goddamn tortillas from scratch. That's, I mean, that's how you're supposed to do it. Uh, cooked them right there. And then, like, the tomatoes, all the stuff was grown. Like, she grew all the stuff. Uh, it's called Herbie Eats Lafayette. It's, she's on Instagram. It's like a food truck. She'll come and do your show. Shout stuff. out. Literally the best. Uh, the be- they had pork and they had walnut. Like a walnut, like a vegan version of tacos. I ain't eat all that because nah. I got a dick. <laughs> So, so, but actually, the the walnut looked really good. But I got them pork ass tacos, bro. And man, yeah, them pork ass tacos, <laughs> pork ass tacos. Chase, I have never in my life been so nervous to eat food than when I couldn't find a table and I was wearing brand new white sneakers. You just gotta and take I'm them eating, off. I'm eating. A you gotta take seat. shoes off, bro. I was standing like an Instagram chick trying to show her, like trying to stick my butt out. Like I was like, oh, trying to keep the tacos as far away from my shoes as I could. Um, yeah, you gotta only you gotta only wear the shoes on like special occasions, because uh, the more you wear them, the more chance you gotta fuck them up. So yep. I would I would say just pick them for special shows. Yep. Uh, you know, hide them from your children. 
It's going to be a while. It's going to be every show for a while because it felt way too... Well, I'm going to chase that feeling forever, Chase. I understand how people get hooked on heroin. I'm chasing this. If, if heroin feels half it's as just good like, as wearing a fancy pair of sneakers <laughs> does at a show, I get I think it, it does. <laughs> I think... I think that's what people say. It's pretty. It's pretty similar. How did it's you? Just like, how did you? Have you ever? Have you ever had a pair of Reebok pumps? How did you get hooked on heroin? Let me tell you this. You ever had a pair of Reebok pumps? <laughs> then I don't need to say anything else. Then you know, Brian. Then you know, Chase. I put them shits on my feet. I put. I brought mm-hmm. them in the shoebox. Yep. I put them on my feet and I waited right before they called me on stage and I pumped them up for the first time. And uh, I have a bad ankle from my time at war saving all you sorry sacks of shit. Uh, I have a bad ankle. So when I pumped them up, Chase, I felt like I could jump 12 feet near. I'm sure you could. There was no way you couldn't have convinced me I could dunk on Shaq. No fucking way. I'll dunk in his dumb face right now. Give me a basketball. I kept that's, But nobody had one. I asked. I pumped them up just like, fuck comedy. Like, Give me oh, a ball. I thought ball was life. Give me I a thought rock. ball was life. <laughs> Give me Give a rock. rock. <laughs> I'm open. But I pumped them up. I felt so fucking cool. I hated taking them off. It was a fun show, though. Anyway, it was a fun show. Lafayette's always a really cool crowd. They come out for it. Um, we had a lot of people come up after the show and want to take pictures and talk to us, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, had some people at the show that were way drunker, that didn't know they were too drunk, and that were... Yeah, the drunk people are always the last ones to know. They're always the last ones to know they're too drunk. Everybody else knows it way before them. And they were. And buddy, look, I was I was pounding down highlights. Mike drove, and we got free highlights, and I had pork tacos. Oh, not Guinness this time. Now we're doing highlights. They were free. Not. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now, Chase. Uh, I had my calorie count out. I was ready. I was ready to splurge that day. Uh, and I drank them highlights. What I had planned on doing, Chase, was I had the calories down to have maybe two. Once you have two Miller High Lifes, six sound even better. So, <laughs> so what you gonna do? You know, and then you six. gotta stand around and talk to a bunch of Lafayette people. So then you just gotta keep boozing. We got stuck in the drive-through. Okay, <laughs> this place—it's like a house, so it's kind of in a neighborhood almost because it's a bed and breakfast. So it's not really in the, and it's right across the street from the Borden's restaurant. Have you ever, you know, the Borden's milk—they have a restaurant in Lafayette. Oh. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, milk I, I know the milk yeah. and a restaurant. I don't know. So, uh, but it also looks like a parking lot. And we turned in there thinking we could park for the show, and then another call pulled in behind us, and we were just stuck in the drive-through for a drive-through restaurant we didn't want to go to. <laughs> and it's one of those drive-throughs <laughs> that you can't get out, so we were just there for like twenty-five minutes, just fucking. And we, had to, say? we had to go to the window and everything. We're like, oh, we don't want anything. We just got stuck. We thought we could park here, and we got stuck in the drive-through. And the guy was like, you don't want nothing? We're like, no. No. <laughs> nah, dude, we, no, had, you want to go do our I show? Had, <laughs> I had a lot of time to think about it, actually. I had every opportunity. <laughs> I want to get out of this line. I, man, I want nothing more than to not eat or support your business. That's what I want, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Climb Peter Milk forever, okay? <laughs> but I haven't been to Laugh yet in a while. I felt good to see everybody out there. Um he had a good crowd. Um, you know, it was Merrifield weirdos, but he had a good crowd. Uh, I tried out my new the bit about that I taught you about the Catholic, the fish fry. The fish fries, yeah. For and, yeah, and dude, it worked. It worked so much better. 
now that I have yeah, a Yeah, I, I saw you to, do it on the show we did together. I had a little time to think on it and tweak it a little bit, and it, it went it went really well. And then, um, and this is inside baseball, but the the Zoe no poop joke, mm-hmm. bro. It it's one of those that crowd had never heard it. It was the first time I had done it for him, and I was coming in hot with it, so it went perfect. And bro, there is the I get up where there and, uh, where where were you at on the show? Uh, second to last. Right. Yeah, second. Yeah, second, I got you. I'm just trying to figure Michael. out because uh, you were hosting when we did our show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was second to last, and uh, I was way more uh, up up than the yeah, people yeah, yeah. before me. Like, kind of for me, a little more calm than I was. The it's a different energy. <laughs> I brought huh. a very different energy that night. And uh, really, <laughs> I told bro, I told it, and I took note. I watched you tell your donut joke, mm-hmm. and I've I've seen you tell that joke in forty five seconds. And I watched you tell that joke where it felt like you took 10 minutes waiting for them to get done laughing. And because you knew how hard the next, you just, when you did that joke at our show, at, at my show, mm. you held, the, the the pauses were so fucking perfect. They were lo- longer than I would have been comfortable with, but it made it hit even harder. I don't know how to, it just fucking perfect. And that's While working was, it out, man. That's that's exactly what you said. It's because I know I I've done the joke in a bunch of different ways, and I've done it in, a, in front of a bunch of different crowds, to where I know the next line gets a laugh, mm-hmm. so I can you can hold on to it because you know it's fucking coming. You know, uh, yeah. Well, that's what I did. I I actively uh, I didn't smoke before I went up. I try I actively tried to make sure I had my timing down and pause long enough. And dude, that joke at the end has the. Uh, and I just closed the door and left. Then it's big mm-hmm. laugh. And then I said, uh, I came to this show here. Big laugh. I have to wait. Then my wife's been texting me nonstop. I have to wait because they were laughing. And she texted me, why is the kid's door closed? Another laugh. And then I said, I don't know, but it's not poop. And then just, bro, it was just so many. It's mm-hmm. nice to see. No, that's I usually don't fun. space that out enough. Punching? Yeah, when you're punching like that, yes. when it's bang, 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 and you get on that run, like, <sighs> oh, dude, yeah, because you can float, like, and that energy takes you uh, from one line to the yes. next, like, that's Easy what happens, like, yeah, like, it's, 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 like, perfect, because, like, uh, whenever I do a show where the crowd's, like, uh, more tired, or they're drunk, or something like that, and it's, uh, those pauses are weirder, because mm. the laughs don't make it to the, you know, like, I, no. I have to speed up some uh, to try to catch it, but whenever, like, uh, there's that trickling laugh where it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, it, it, oh, it, there's nothing that feels better on stage than whatever you fucking, you know, you got them just now and you know, you about to get them even harder on the next thing yep. and you're going to keep hitting them like that. That's the best feeling, dude. Cause you could be like, you could be so fucking like coy with it. You could be fucking, you know, oh, like you could be out there about it. Like you, there's so many different ways you could take after it. After the first pause, when I got the big laugh after the pause was longer than I usually do. Hmm. Boy, my chest stuck out a little bit more, you know, like yeah. I was like, all right. But um, I've I've done that joke. I've lost a, a lot of confidence in my stand up since the covid just because I haven't done it. So I'm, I'm going to be rustier than people that are going to every open mic or whatever. And so I, I've questioned it. I haven't really done a show where I just got to fucking go nuts. I don't. I'm gonna sound arrogant as fuck. I think I'm a great host. I have no. I think I don't ever mm-hmm. question how good. No, I you am. definitely Host, are. Hosting's easy. I'll say it. You definitely I, are. Yeah, thank you. But my comedy, I've been kind of. Uh, 
And this was one of those shows that you do it and you're like, oh, all right, I am pretty good at this. Like, I do kind of know what I'm doing. Or like, oh, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of get re... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Get back into it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, for sure. I, I've been saying, I've been saying, there you go. I, I've been yeah. saying, get my feet under me. That's the way that, like, yeah. uh, because that's the way I felt whenever, because I, I mean, I went six, seven months where, like, I might, I only could perform in Coos Bay, like that, you know, I, <laughs> that like, those count. of you that's been, yeah, those of you that been listening to the show since the beginning, y'all remember me bitching about that. We started this podcast, like, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, and so I, I, I wasn't getting the reps. So, like, and stand up's one of those weird things where, like, you know, you take, you take a couple weeks off and it, you're, you know, you're starting over almost like in some yeah. ways, like it, it really. And so yeah. like, I'd always feel weird because I, I, you know, I get to, I, Oh, I got another show. And you know, I, I maybe by the end of the set, I would start to feel normal and comfortable, mm. but then I wouldn't perform again for three more weeks, a month yeah. or whatever. Like that's the way the pandemic affected it, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, that was what I had always said. I had been saying, uh, like, I feel, oh, I feel like I got my legs under me now. Like, I feel, you and know. That's, like, yeah, and that's yeah. what it was. And it, fe- it felt so good. Lafayette's a good place to, because it'll really, um, Lafayette crowds are really good. They, they want to yeah. be there. They, they go with you on stuff. Uh, but it was really nice. And I got uh, booked for a bunch of other shows through that. Like, People were there, like, "Hey, reach out. Hey, I have this show. You want to come do this? Hey, that are a place I haven't like shows I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, also, yeah, got man. the. This is the first time I've been to a show as somebody who runs a show. Uh, oh, so you got all the all the other comics who are trying to get on your show. Can't hear you. Mine's gone now. Oh, no, there you are. That's weird. Cool. All so right. you were I getting can... all the all the other comics who are trying to get on your show because you run a show. Is that what you're about to say? I can't hear you. I don't know what happened. You cut out. Uh, it says mine's unstable. It's just ah, that's what it My is. internet's unstable. Now yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. You got me? This is the first show I've done where I've run a show that's popular that people want to be on. So I mm-hmm. had a lot of, hey, are you going to watch my set? Hey, uh, you know, I, I've done comedy. Hey, people coming up and introducing themselves to me and telling me they've done comedy and... That, 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 re- <laughs> that reminds me of whenever we went to Florida and we didn't know that the time changed w- for going to Tallahassee and we had William Masters in the car with us uh, who books a show in Mobile, Alabama. And so all of these comics that were waiting in Tallahassee, it was like it was going to be like our show and then they're going to do an open mic after. And all these guys were wanting to show William. You know, they're open mind, like they're they're yeah. basically auditioning for William. And because we were fucking dipshits and didn't didn't think that the goddamn time changed, we were an hour late for the show. So the way they uh the way that they fixed it was they put up all the open micers before us. And so we, not none of them got to like none of them got to be seen by the booker. Mm-hmm. And William didn't see anybody else and everybody was very upset with us. <laughs> Howler monkeys. Howler monkeys. Yeah. I miss William Masters. That was a fun, weird little dude hanging out uh, in Mobile. Yeah, I had some. That was man. That guy knew some people. Remember, we ended up above a a, a subway, a sub sandwich shop, and just some old dude's apartment hanging out with. Yeah, us. just an apartment, like one of those, like you see, like an old building, and you're like, oh, those used to be apartments, uh, except for there actually was somebody. Yeah, <laughs> he lived, lived up there, there. and yeah. it was like a huge I fucking. I don't know thing. if the city knew, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> he was up there. Yeah, a nice place. Uh, <laughs> the place was really nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't dusty or nothing like that. But it's just the outside. You wouldn't have thought, like you know, you'd uh, just be like, "Oh, there's nobody, nobody up top up there." You know? He had some good. He had some good weed. I mean, I guess yeah. any guy that lives above a deli sandwich shop 
probably not known by the cities. Dude, you, you don't get there without good weed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I, so I had a lot of process. people come up to me and tell me that they've done comedy for this long and uh, people were nicer to me after my sets than normal. <laughs> yeah, is, you're going to get a lot of that, buddy. That's a new one. That's a new one you're gonna for me. You're going to get a lot of that. Uh, uh, I didn't take it well. Get the fuck. I, 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 try, I try to help comics, you know, whenever they ask for questions and stuff. I, I don't like to. So I, I get Travis books this. I, I try to make sure he gets the credit because he's the one that really puts in the work for it. Like he does the great uh, Western Washington American beer run. And it's all Can't those. Wait. It's all those breweries. And by the way, it, when you're coming up, like whenever you decide to come visit, you're going to do that run of shows like that. That's going to happen. Uh, so, but because I've been, you know, everybody knows me and Travis, we fucking, uh, you know, we've lived together for 27 years or whatever. And, uh, so people, people just, you know, uh, they, they assume that I do more with it <laughs> than I yeah. actually do. But actually what I do, what I do is Travis does all the booking. He does all the promoting. He does all the headache. And then just if he can't host, I will host. And so, uh, you know, people will reach out to me sometimes about it. And then I'll just send them to Travis. This is the story that I wanted to get to was I, I got this comic. He's a good friend of mine. I actually, I mean, he's a great dude. I'm not going to shit on him or anything. Uh, but he... <laughs> he was asking me about like you know how do you how do it's you just become... funny hold on, it's just really funny that you said i'm not gonna shit on him because he's a good friend but you still don't say his name so he yeah i mean he's gonna get shit on <laughs> if anybody watches the show you know i'm about to bury i know he's about to friends. get shit on him. <laughs> yeah, <about> to... <laughs> oh let me grab my shovel right quick i'll be right back so <laughs> he hit me up uh he hit me up a couple months ago asking me about you know like uh how do you become like a full-time comic uh mm-hmm. which is you, you just kind of you just i i cannot tell you how much i have done it i have been full-time i have chosen to go and work the temp job to where i don't have stress of having to do shows i don't want right. to do and stuff like that uh and i still tour based off of that but honestly whenever i had like i, I went like over a year without a job where i just did stand up and I don't know. Uh, Josh just texted me who it is. I will tell you who it is. I'll tell you who it is later. <laughs> you motherfucker. I, I don't think you know him. You wouldn't know him. But, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's not like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it. What was my train of thought? I lost it. Um, so he asked me how to. Oh, the, becoming a full time stand up. I did it. I, I actually was just like just doing stand up for like a year. Uh, and I couldn't tell you how I did it even when it happened. You know, you just kind of like keep your head down, you keep doing shows and one day your fucking calendar is full. Like, I, I know that sounds like simple, but like, that's true. Are you able to hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear you. okay, cool. My internet just said it was messed up. So we might, oh, we might glitch again. Uh, but like, that's kind of how it happened. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we've saved it pretty, pretty well though. Uh, <coughs> I meant but to that, sync up the voices. That, oh, I got you. Uh, but yeah, like that's, that's literally how, kind of how it happens. You just kind of keep your head down and keep going. And eventually you kind of can't have any, like a job or anything like that. Cause your calendar's full, you know? Uh, and so he asked me for advice. I told him, I was like, look, my, my best advice would be try to find like a job that you can leave in and out of like what I have. Uh, because you don't want to be in a situation where you're doing a shitty show for 50 bucks just because you need that 50 bucks. Like that, that's not fun to do comedy in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so I told him like, you know, I was like, I got this situation at a warehouse. I'm a temp there, you know, whatever, whatever. And then he, 
And then he sent back, I let him know that, I make sure everybody know that. Uh, and then he sent back like, uh, man, I'm trying to get out of a warehouse. I'm like, well, motherfucker, I'm trying to help you. So that's that's my advice. I, so you want my oh, advice oh, or not? Shit. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. My advice, <laughs> quit that job. Quit that job, go broke. Quit right that now. job, go broke. Get out there. Get, you, that's how you do it. You just one day, you just one day decide I'm a professional now. I'm a professional full-time stand-up comedian. I don't know why uh, more people haven't done it. This same dude messaged me uh, this weekend while I was in Oklahoma City, and he was like, hey, I know you work for this this guy. Um, he sent out uh, some shows that, yeah, the, the booker will, like, send out, like, hey, I have these shows, and he'll send it out to, like, a group of comics, you know, and just kind of, you know, you bunch of us say if we can do it, and then he picks from whoever said they can do it. And, uh, you know, if you don't hear anything back, you you just didn't get it. You know, it's, yeah. it, it, it's, hap- it's happened to me. That's I don't get every fucking... I I don't get everyone, you know, and so uh, I, I get Almost. a lot of them. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get a lot of them. Look, <laughs> I mean, usually I don't I don't get them because I just did them pretty recently. Is if I'm being honest with you, uh, oh, I know I know what it is. Yeah. So he hits me up, and it's like uh, it's just just very just like a very green thing to kind of say. Like I, I'm trying I try not to be mean to him because he's a sweet dude, and I think he is good. But he's like, hey man, this guy you work for him, he didn't like respond to my email. You know, like is there any other way to like get in touch with him? And I had to be like, well, I mean, you know, the email. <laughs> That's what it is. He uh, you know, you do the email. I was like, I text with him sometime. I'm not giving you his number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, out of your mind if you think like just be calm. Just yeah. he'll send out a, he'll send out a month from now he'll send out another group of shows. Try to get on that or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I just want to say that dude annoyed me. I don't know why. Yeah, I, really I know. Decided I, to <laughs> I fuck him. I'm with you, dude. No fuck yeah. that dude. <laughs> oh, I told the story because everybody coming up to you trying to book the show. That's that's it's funny. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like seeing everybody, and I don't, I don't, I don't. Hate, I mean, that's how you have to do. I mean, how, until until you get on, how else uh-huh. do you get on? But bugging people, like that's, if you ask me, yeah. I won't ever put you on. If you ever ask that's, me, first I won't off, ever. that's your biggest mistake is coming to me and asking to be on my show. That's not, that's the worst mistake to get on a show is to let the booker know you want to do it. Mm-mm. You gotta find me. You want me to do your show? Come look for me. But, Strike one, two, and three, right there. Our uh, our buddy Howard Hall hit me up, and I might be going to Texas and doing some stuff. Oh, uh, like Austin? Or yeah, isn't know where he's at now? Houston. Houston. Fuck. Is I'm trying Houston? to get to Houston. Uh Houston. I don't know. I, San Antonio? I, ah, fuck. I Texas. I've been lying to this girl that I'm going to book a show in Houston for like a year now. I really need to <laughs> I really need to make it out there, so I might hit up. You better get on that, man. Texas girls aren't going to wait around forever for you or me no. or anybody. <laughs> I'm glad you gave a couple more examples because I was a yeah. little upset at first. No, 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 You're like, you there ain't waiting around for you. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, piece of shit. Just take your fucking God's gift the fuck out of here. Uh, you show respect uh, to that woman. Don't leave her waiting around for a year, you piece of shit. He's lying about doing a show in Texas. Uh, hold on, man. We went, uh, I wrote notes down because there was something I wanted to make sure I told you about. Oh, dude. All right. So the neighborhood had an Easter egg hunt and Michelle made me go. Michelle is my wife, the mother of my children. (laughs) That's my wife. (laughs) I did say that aggressively. Michelle is my fucking wife. (laughs) Uh, So we had to go to this goddamn Easter egg hunt with everybody in the fucking neighborhood. And I just had to stand around there and talk to them. 
Like, I don't want to fight. And that's the worst part, is talking to all of them. Like, I don't want to fight every fucking one of them. <laughs> yeah, so we go to that's got to be worse. That's we go to the front tough. of the neighborhood, dude. And I, I, I don't want to be there. But, boom, they got free Sonic hot dogs. Daddy's happy. Well, right? shit. <laughs> you won me over. <laughs> so we're doing, they split the kids up. Like, uh, four and under over here and four and over on this side. So, Zoe's on this side with Michelle. And me and Henry are, are on this side. Your of wife. The little, the little gra- my wife! On the little grassy area. <laughs> where they have the Easter eggs hidden. And we're getting ready to go. And Henry, they say go. And Henry, my son, takes off running. And he bumps this little boy and knocks this dude over. And my sweet son stopped what he was doing. And helped this little boy up and handed him his basket back and then ran to go get eggs. It was the sweetest thing nah, I've ever seen. Nah, bro. You got to school him on that. Fuck that. Oh, I told it's him. like, you, you ever seen that basketball, that bullshit basketball commercial you used to play? Where uh, it was like, uh, it's I don't even know what it was. It was like some type of PSA uh, for oh, being a puss. It, 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 was like, uh, it was like a ball goes out of bounds off of a player, but the ref calls it the other way. And the dude comes into the huddle and he's like, Coach, that, that ball... That ball went off of me, coach. I got it. And then he goes and tells the ref and they reverse the call. And it's like supposed to be this great thing for sportsmanship. Dude, I would have beat my you, fucking teammates' oh, ass. Yo, <laughs> that's not on you. That's the ref. All right. He fucked up. You let him fuck up. This is going to be the longest bus ride home you've ever had. <laughs> ever had, dude. You went to the ref and told him, no, actually, sir, that was off of me. Please give my opponent the ball. Yeah. No, you got to tell your son he fucking got to step on that, on that uh, basket. Oh, don't worry. I I broke like every toy that he got that day just to teach me. <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny is they have all these different color eggs, and Henry's favorite color is blue. So me the too, bro. Only egg he would pick up was blue eggs. He was handing kids other colored eggs so that they would give him a blue one, and none of them did. They just took whatever he was handing them and ran away. And he's just he got a basket full of just blue eggs though. He was so excited about it. And then we had to go meet the, I got, we got like eight pictures of the Easter bunny. Um, okay. Chase. Josh. Here we, all right. So you remember the bookshelf incident? If you're new to the podcast, uh, if you live in a neighborhood and they have a Facebook group, people in the neighborhood give stuff away. They'll clean out the garage, say, Hey, this is free at the end of the driveway or Hey, this is $5 on the port, you know, whatever. We've gotten a lot of shit like that. I've got like a full gym worth of equipment downstairs in my garage, uh, including the rower that I get. Morgan's probably killing himself on it right now. The rower that I that I gave. He I better so much, be. I have so much gym equipment, I just give it away. I gave Morgan a rower. Right now, he's 18,000 meters into his first workout. I'm just fucking cranking. Uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Morgan. Um, oh, so, okay. And somebody's giving away patio furniture. Now, just like the gym equipment, I have like 18 different sets of chairs that people have given away that I just hadn't gotten rid of because somebody, I'll go get three chairs and then for the outside and then mm-hmm. a month later, somebody will post more that are better and I go get those and use them and then there's like 30 chairs in our backyard. Your neighborhood really should just bring all their stuff to you. Like just whatever they don't, just bring it to don't you say so that. you don't got to go get it. There's so much stuff I pretend I don't see so that Michelle won't ask me to go get it. Yeah. Michelle has texted me a picture. Can you go get this? And I'll pretend I don't see the text so that I hope somebody else gets it so I don't have to. 
because I'm a good husband. Now, what did you want me not to say? Because <laughs> it sounds like maybe you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so Do so not I- say that because I lie to my wife every day and act like I don't see her calls for help. And if you if you lie, then she's going to start su- getting suspicious. Uh, somebody was giving away a patio. Giving away. Somebody was selling some patio furniture. Seventy five bucks. Four chairs that like have the outdoor cushions in them that rock, and then like a big table with the tempered glass and the umbrella. Right. So we go to this lady's house. Right. We're picking it up. We went and borrowed Michelle's dad's truck, loading it all up. We've got it all in the car, except for the piece of glass. I'm carrying this big hunk of glass out, and uh, <laughs> we get to the driveway. And I turn it, and I set it on my, like, I stick my foot out and set it on my foot. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to put my hand on top of it so I can open the truck door. I set it on my foot, and it goes, it just explodes. From your foot? It never touched the concrete. I never bent it. I don't know. it. it, I looked around. I was like, I pray to God somebody else saw what just happened. And everybody's like, what the hell? Like, it just exploded out of nowhere. It was cr- it was like somebody shot it with a BB or something. Uh, it didn't even touch the concrete. Dude, it was on my foot. And I went to put my hand on top of it to balance so I could open the door, and it just exploded. You're too and, powerful, bro. Dude, fucking glass. <laughs> That's what it was. He's just too strong. That's what it was. Fucking glass <laughs> went everywhere in the sledge driveway, all in the street, underneath the truck, just fucking everywhere. And the first thing I thought was, I bet this ain't $75 anymore. <laughs> Oh, I believe we need to re- renegotiate. My first thought was we have. I leaned over to Michelle, like the lady was like, "Oh no, what happened?" And then she ran to go get a broom to clean up or whatever. And I leaned over to Michelle, I was like, "We still have to take this, right? Because we could just be like, ah, you know what? We actually don't want this. You know what? It's yours. I know how attached you are to Since it. I still so have the one in my wanna, pocket. Is yours? I wouldn't want to take like, that yeah, away from we, you. We have to at least take it. I was like, all right. So we loaded this up in the car and Chase. We stood there. For 30 minutes, cleaning up this glass in this woman's driveway and in the street. Helping her sweep it up. She was shot back in it. We helped her. Um, and then I gave her a chance, Chase. After 30 minutes of helping her clean up the glass, I gave her a chance. I said, how much was it that we owed you? Because now you can easily say, well, it was 75, but I mean, I saw it happen. So it's 60 and call it even. No, she's like 125. She said, <laughs> uh, it was 75. And I gave her another chance, Chase. I said, I only have 80. Thinking she would go, oh, we'll just take, because I only had 20s. Mm. And I was thinking she would say, oh, well, let's just take it 60, call it even since the glass isn't there anymore. And you're going to have to go buy, buy a piece of glass. And she goes, oh, and grabbed my money and went in the house and brought me out five ones. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I'll be right back. This is exactly what I wanted. And we got in the car and I was nice. And we got in the car. And I closed the door. And I leaned over Michelle and I said, I think it's fucked up she didn't take any money off. And the truck windows were down. <laughs> that lady was still standing three feet away from us in the driveway. It's fucked up, lady. I hope you're watching this. I know you're watching this. <laughs> uh, so now the table has tomato vines wrapped around it, and we're growing plants. Green beans, I mean. We're growing green beans up the table because I'm never going to buy the glass to replace it. I know that. So now it's a green bean glass. So now it's upside down in the garden with green beans strung so they grow up straight out of it. Right, Do well, we have like 18 watermelon plants growing in this year? That's what you tell me. I, <laughs> I was at I was at your house. You were just pointing I mean, at dirt and being like, no, like dude, that's a pumpkin right there. Look at that. That's 
That's seven tomatoes. Look at that. Look at that dirt right there. You can see them now. There's a little everything is just a little green ball. I can tell you that's a it's fucking a field mango. of squash. Like a squash as far as you could see. I was like, dude, I That's corn. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, bro, like I guess I'm just not a farmer. I <laughs> the confidence that you were telling me that this dirt was actually vegetables nobody ever questions nobody says no it's not that's not i can tell i can tell i can tell by the confidence (laughs) that you were going with it that nobody's ever told you no actually that's that's not josh it's not there's nothing there that you just pointed at (laughs) what get the fuck out of my yard (laughs) this is my sanctuary you get the fuck out of here uh, that's funny. Uh, we have already sold out the next show, the April sixteenth show. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna count. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that's me. That's the Chase Myers effect too. All right, I, my show I, sold out because of me, and then the the heat from mine. Your show sold out one. the most tickets we've ever sold in the fastest amount of time we've ever sold. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that means you better not ever put up more tickets than what I sold. I want to keep that record. You <laughs> you you New put out one less ticket. Too. You, you put out right one now. less ticket than what I sold. This time we're only selling 99 tickets. Yeah, you goddamn right you are. Uh, that show. I want that record. April 16th, the Hideaway Dinner and Arcade in Mandeville. It's uh, Amanda G., Jason Leonard, and Isaac Cazell. And your boy up there hosting the titties off of it. And um, you can't come. Uh. And you can't come. Oh, yeah, I guess I don't need to advertise it since the tickets are sold. Ha! Good. Um, Good. Did you watch WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah. We uh we do these at weird times. Uh, where so we put the episode out like <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> like we did like a pre WrestleMania thing, and then the and episode then, came out after WrestleMania. I was editing the episode during. I was watching WrestleMania while I edited our predictions. Why you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, we were right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually liked it. I thought it was a good WrestleMania night two. I didn't think it was as good as night one. No uh night two like the end of it the roman brock thing annoyed the fuck out of me because it just should be a great match it should be a fun i don't i don't know why they just go like we're just gonna have them both do their two moves over and over again at each other like roman's gonna get the shit kicked out of him the whole game and uh paul uh, paul Heyman's gonna cry on him and the tears gonna give him the strength to just get up and spear brock lesnar he starts glowing gold just from paul Heyman's tears yeah, he's getting the shit kicked out. I mean, look, I understand it's wrestling, but fuck off. I, I believed it, okay? I it's was real. I, 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 so I, real I, to me. I suspend disbelief, okay? I'm here yeah, to have a good time. So, yeah, I mean, but for real, he got his ass kicked the whole time. <laughs> and, then, and then Paul Heyman's like, my chief, my chief, my my father, please use your chief, your, your chief powers. And then he just got up, was like, oh, yeah, and poked Brock Lesnar with his finger. And, and Brock was dead, and, exploded. And Brock died. <laughs> we hadn't seen him since. <laughs> yeah so i was annoyed by that I, I i i i wanted to like aj styles and edges match so much but they clearly in their head thought that they were having this like epic yeah, everybody's on board met like just there was a lot of laying down where they were expecting there to be applauses yeah. and they just weren't because they didn't really work to get there i have uh, to tell you so, what happened tonight with edge by the way i know you hadn't seen it raw was just is on in the, the room yeah. and i just saw Damien, he started a faction with Damien Priest. Yeah. And tonight, Damien Priest pinned a guy, and then mm. all the lights in the arena turned purple and shined down on him, and then went black and turned purple again, and he was gone. Oh, so they're doing that. 
They're going to do that for three weeks and then forget that they ever did that. <laughs> Undertaker retires and they're like, we got to make a motherfucker disappear. Who can be? Hey, who's, we gotta, who's got the magic now? Who's going to do the magic bring, shit? <laughs> bring out Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck. <laughs> we uh, fired him Vince for never man, letting him be cool. <laughs> Vince McMahon looked really old and weak. Uh, that was so bad. I, so first no off, that. <laughs> me and you text about it. I fucking love the Stone Cold match. That was so much more than I ever thought it could be. The fucking this old like he's Chase, in his fucking fifties. I was worried. I was so worried. It was for him. so good. It was so good. And I, I bet I rewatched it. We were talking about how slow his uh, mud stomp was uh, on first watch, and I watched it the second time. And without like the nerves, like knowing that oh, this is actually going to be a good match, and it, it didn't bother me as much. Nah, like it actually neither. didn't seem it actually didn't seem as like slow as whenever I was Dude. watching it initially. Because uh, yeah, Stone Cold Steve want... Austin could be 112 years old and ride a motorized wheelchair down to the ring. If he gets out and calls somebody some bitch and stuns him, I will I will lose my shit every I, time forever. There's nothing. I bad. have since I was 16 years old, and I always will. I was so worried though to watch like the superplexes and the shit on the concrete. Uh, but so I got so the beginning wrestled. of the match. Yeah, the beginning of the match. It looked like uh, it was going to be like whenever uh, Bret Hart and Vince McMahon had their match, where it was like Bret couldn't actually take a bump, so he just beat the shit out of Vince the whole time. And I thought that's what I thought that's what they were going to do with Steve because you know he comes out and he, he's doing that. He still his punches still look great. Yeah. Like they <laughs> so still great. looked. At, they looked exactly like his punches still look good. Uh, and then he started doing the mud stomp thing. And I was like, oh, okay, he's going to come out. He's going to stun him real quick. This is going to be like a four minute match and it, you know, whatever. Uh, but then whenever they went, you know, into the crowd and he's, he's, you know, taking when shots against the barricade and threw him on the four wheeler and then drove him out into the crowd. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> uh, the backdrop on the concrete by 57 year old man. Like that, that was, yeah. I, and here's the thing. Stone cold, didn't need like they kept making it be like you know he needs this going away match because he didn't know for sure that the rock match was going to be as that rock match was the perfect way to end his yeah. career so he didn't need he didn't need this to, at all even if he didn't necessarily want that to be his last match it was the perfect last match yeah. for him so i i didn't need him 20 years later to come back and fucking yeah. you know like you know Mick Foley and rick flair yeah rick Mick Foley and rick flair go to tna after they have what should have been their last matches, and then they have shitty matches, yep. and you got to act like that just didn't happen. But Stone Cold actually came back twenty years later and had a real match. All props to Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens yeah. every t- every hit that he took, he fucking acted like he got shot with a gun. So that was and he know, was right. He uh, was having because he grew up just like uh, he's almost my age. He grew up the same mm-hmm. like of a, a diehard Stone Cold fan. He got to have a main event match at WrestleMania. With goddamn song goals, was, That's you insane. could watch him yeah. trying to hide how much fun he was having in the match. That just uh, I fucking love. Song I actually, goals. I actually liked the Jackass match. I thought the same thing. I thought yeah. Sami Zayn made that look amazing. That's Sami exactly how you. That's exactly how you have that match. You just throw a bunch of gimmicks in there. Yeah. Fucking let them, you know, run into the big hand. Fucking here's the thing. They kick you in the nuts. Uh, here's a here's a bunch of mousetrap. Like that's perfect. That's exactly yep. what that match had it to be. Hurt it Sami was like, Zayn later. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Sammy looked like he actually looked great, even though he lost the match. Like, yeah, that was. Uh, but Vince McMahon, Jesus Christ, I don't ever need to see you try to wrestle yeah, again. Was that? that was bullshit. That was so bad. Like, uh, because that was like what led into then the main event of Roman and Brock. So it was like like an hour of just shit. <laughs> it's it just not like the the last night ended very badly. Uh, but overall, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Did you get confused by that vape you just hit? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, jo- Josh just pulled out his vape and then looked at it very confused. <laughs> um, God damn it! You got, any, you got anything else? You got anything else on Mania? I loved it. Uh, I mean, I loved the the first night. Uh, the second yeah. night, I didn't enjoy as much. Ronda Rousey and the Sean Cody Rhodes. Was, that match was great. Cody Rhodes uh, coming back. That was great. great. The only thing. I'm so conditioned with WWE. The match is great, but now I know I'm going to see 75 Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes matches. Yeah. Like the next three years of pay-per-views. And I'm surprised Cody Rhodes didn't lose. I swear to God, I thought he was going to lose. I did too. I thought he would too. <laughs> That's the type of shit WWE will do. They'll bring a dude back just to have him It was lose. smart though, because Cody Rhodes was like the one of the founders of AEW. And if he jumped over there and they treated him like shit, then nobody from AEW would want to come over because... He was one of the biggest names in AEW, and they they yeah, if they uh, don't respect him, media, then they're they not going to respect yeah anybody exactly. else. So I think the way they treat Cody for a while is going to be uh see we like you guys come on come on and then they'll come start fucking up. Then they'll you're fuck. always you're always going to get fucked when Vince McMahon is involved. For sure, you're getting fucked. Uh, uh, so I was I was in OKC. I was in Oklahoma uh, City for you dumb fucks. <laughs> Uh, I was uh, I was performing at the Bricktown Comedy Club. I had never performed at this club before. It was the first time I performed there. Um, I couldn't advertise that I'm performing there because I work for the Looney Bin Clubs, and they also have a club in Oklahoma City, and they have like a you-can't-work-for-both policy. And so I had to just be quiet about where I was working and not promote it as to not fuck myself out of future money. Uh, so that was... That was very interesting. I do uh, want to say, though, a, that you don't ever promote where you are. <laughs> like, I know, I know. You don't ever promote well, a show. The, the most I'll promote is on, like, my Instagram stories. Like, I, I share on, like, Instagram stories. Like, that's where I always put stuff. Uh, and But, yeah, I very rarely post, I, you know, whatever. But, so, but you know, I, I, I didn't have, like, I also would just use people tagging me and stuff. And I'd be like, well, there it is. Somebody else, you know. Yeah. Somebody, it's a, If you look on my page, it's on there. It's somebody, there. you know, everybody <laughs> tagged it. You know, it's what you need me to say it? Fucking there it is. You know? Hey, I uh, I, look, you don't have to explain yourself. I was just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, but I, I, before That's a I weird down policy. Comedy, yeah, it's, it's an older thing. I'd imagine they're going to have to drop it. I think if I had talked to them, it probably would have just been okay. But I was kind of chicken shit about it. And, uh, and so I just was like, man, nah, I'm featuring, I'm not headlining, you know, they're not gonna, if you go on the website, my name's on the website, but it's not like pictures of me or anything, you know, whatever. Don't you uh, fucks tell them either. Yeah. Everybody be cool. I'm assuming that they're not going to watch an hour. <laughs> be cool. Yeah. I'm assuming they're not going to watch an hour into this podcast. So if you guys could fucking be cool and not lose me any ducats, I'm trying to you know, be open with you guys, tell you what's going on in my life. Uh, so I, I'm performing at Bricktown Comedy Club. They are owned by the same people that own Tacoma Comedy Club and Spokane Comedy Club out here in Washington, uh, where I opened for Casey Frey and Adam Carolla and those shows that I've done recently. Um, Casey and fucking so, Frey. Yeah. The Casey fucking Frey. Uh, <laughs> I said I'm that as a joke, shaking. but for real, it is kind of cra- it, it is still crazy to me. <laughs> That's really funny uh, to me still. So I, I went and worked this club and it's the first time that I've been at this one. And dude, it was, it was so good, bro. Like, uh, they just, they, they just really know how to like run their clubs. Like they're, they're all their clubs run smooth. Staff's great. They treat the comics. Well, they always bring in big names. I was, uh, originally supposed to, uh, I was originally supposed to open for John door. Do you know who John door is? Yeah. 
yeah, I like John Doe a lot. He's like a weirdo, but uh, I was I was wanting to see that. So, but for some reason he canceled. I don't know what happened. Uh, and I ended up working with this guy. Uh, he's Kellen not the one Erskine. that went all. He's not the guy that went right wing. Is no, that's Jimmy? No, Jimmy Dore. I think Jimmy Dore is like left, like real left wing po- politician dude. Who's the comedian that? All right, go ahead. Never mind. There's a Jim, Jimmy Dore is like a political comic, but he's actually left. It's it's like the opposite of what you would think. like. Uh, um, so I ended up working with this guy Kellen Erske, who uh, I like a lot, and he's like uh, he's like real oh, observational. Yeah. And uh, what what was the oh yeah to it is Jimmy, it, Jimmy Dore. Dore is the guy I was thinking about. And he's not left. He's shot he that's why i know him because it's been a story about how his views have changed and he's taken a weird oh really i don't keep yeah. up with him enough i just I, I know at weird... one point i know at one point maybe i don't maybe i'm talking on my ass the dude the dude that i'm thinking of was like leftist uh john Doerr is the red hair guy that used to do the hemi commercials right no all right. <laughs> no, I I don't know who what John Doerr's been on other than just like stand up. I've seen him on Conan. He uh he used to host a show at uh, just for laughs. Uh, Brown hair guy, every year and stuff. Yeah, he's got dark hair. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So all, right, all right, I know. He, I think I used to see he had a uh, like the thirty minute Comedy Central back in the day. Uh, not I mean not too far back in the day, but yeah, I th- yeah, he not did back. Him. I mean, uh, but like a little. I've seen him. I've seen him yeah. on Comedy Central. Before. No, you definitely would have seen him. Yeah, he's 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 been on like he's done stand up on like every show you can do stand up on. So, gotcha. uh, and I, I want to say he's the dude. See, I, I love we just no facts here. We just spewing <laughs> bullshit. I I want to say he's the dude that did that bit with Rory Scovel where they both performed at the same time on Conan, where they both did their stand. <laughs> I think I think he was I the other guy. What's I'm pretty sure that was him. Uh, so anyway, he canceled. This guy Kellen Erskine uh, it actually ended up headlining, and I like him a lot. Uh, he's he's been on Conan too. Uh, he kind of popped big from a dry bar special, but he's like got promoted a lot because he doesn't want like people to think that you know he only does clean comedy or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. Those dudes do those specials where they got to be clean, and then they get really popular, and then suddenly a bunch of Christians are showing up at your shows, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you only and you only did a clean special because you're trying to take the check, you know. Yep. So like, it, uh, um, yeah, it, it, it can bite some of those guys if you're not actually that clean. Um, so Kellen, I like a lot. I met him in Seattle a few years ago, and he had this uh, he had this moment. Uh, so first off, one of my favorite jokes of his, and a joke that like popped really big for him uh, a couple years ago, was this thing about bike locks. Where he's like, bike people shouldn't just be allowed to just buy bike locks. He's like, do you understand the power that you wield with a bike lock? He's like, you could just walk by Basket Robbins and be like, you're closed. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and so I fucking love this dude. He's so he's That's so good. clever, bro. Like he's like really clever and like smart, and he uh and he's kind of low energy and, and like his stuff builds or whatever. Like if it's a drunk crowd, uh, and that was actually what I was amazed at because like um you know drunk crowds aren't going to give you like the low energy build at the beginning and he just kind of would just kind of work his way through it and eventually you know they would kind of catch his vibe and suddenly things would start to kind of turn up you know but it was always it was always like that um so i i really like watching him work whenever i i did a guest set on his show years ago in seattle uh the first time i met him and he was getting heckled this lady just kept being like uh she kept being like, it's my birthday. Ah! And he'd be like, why are you talking so much? It's my birthday. Ah! You know, and so he was trying to like make a point of like, just because it's your birthday doesn't mean you can just like ruin 
the yeah. show. You know, that doesn't yeah. give you like permission to do that. And uh, you know, she just kept like, woo, yeah, woo, 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 you know, doing that type of stuff. Uh, and so eventually yeah, one I'm time, <laughs> it, it was like a step too far. Like she had just finally, so finally Kellen was like, he was like, he was like, I hope when you go home that somebody broke into your house and took everything out of your house. And when you walk up, the door's slightly open and you're nervous. And when you open the door, the person's just sitting on your couch and all they say to you is, it's my birthday. <laughs> 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 that shit stuck with me for years that happened years ago i reminded kellen when i met him i was like bro there's I, I can't imagine you remember this but there was a riff you fucking did where you put this lady right in her goddamn place <laughs> and it's so funny because he's like kind of deadpan so yeah. like <laughs> you know it's funny to watch a deadpan dude like put somebody down because you know it's, it's just a different it's not yelling at him it's like lecturing yeah. to him you know uh but no, dude we had great shows bro it was so good man we five shows uh, fucking sold a shit ton of merch. Yeah. Uh, bunch of bunch of bunch of ducats came back with me from Oklahoma City. They put me in a nice ass hotel. Uh, just fucking just was treated like a king the whole time, dude. It was it was goddamn uh, right. Yeah, it was a fucking great time. Um, I, I got in some. Uh, there's some more stuff coming from it. I, I've I've gotten contact with some other clubs and stuff, and so uh, there, there should be <laughs> this uh this summer should be a, a, I'll have a good little tour maybe put together. So uh, I'm I'm excited what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. You ready? I'm ready to get out of here, bro. I'm about my, to uh, my door, my door dash is here, so. <laughs> <laughs> is he texting you can't find the fucking front door of your house? <laughs> bro, this, uh, I, I ordered door dash when I was in the hotel, uh, and, uh, cause you goddamn right, you bring me my food. And, uh, yeah. and so I'm not, I know I could just walk the street and all these places are right here, but no, Gross. you bring it to me. And so the person was like, I can't find room 503. And I was like, well, you know, fifth floor, there'll be a sign. You know, five oh three. Take a ride out the elevator. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how to not talk to you like you're an idiot when you say something like that. And uh, and then they were like, I don't know how to not hurt your feelings right now. Yeah. It's like it was like the equivalent of being like, did you turn it off and turn it back on? Like it was like that, but for people. And so. And then they hit me back and they're like, there's no, five, there's no, there's no room 503. And I was like, well, I'm in it. So yeah, there is. Uh, and then this is all through text. And then they, uh, they took a picture of the, of like the sign. And I'll be damned if the sign didn't actually say like uh, 501 to 502, 504 to 509. But the sign was not from my hotel. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, you are not at my hotel. I'm so glad that hotel actually didn't have a room 503 for some reason. Because you just left my fucking food on somebody else's hotel. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but this person, they seem to have found it. So it's good. They sent me the picture. I don't have to talk to them. It's great. That's the best way. That's the best way it's to do best. it. It's the best. Oh, man. See you guys next week. Uh, Buckusandduckus.com. Uh, Sign up! Subscribe. Like. All the stuff, sign up. <laughs> Bye. That was aggressive. Bye. <laughs>